You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, episode 28. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful excited to bring this guest to you today. We had so much fun recording this. And if essential oils are something that you love, like Roxanne and I do, then you will be right along with me. And if you have been skeptical, or don't really know what essential oils are, or they're just becoming part of your world, then I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind. I love how we go through the science of essential oils, understanding the body's function and their interaction with different oils. My guest today makes science fun you are going to learn how to detoxify your home, live in more harmony with the other people that are in your life, and just enjoy being on a different level through all of this knowledge of, from my guest, Roxanne Fora. So tune in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, friends, and welcome. I have such a treat for you today. We are going to be talking about one of my absolutely favorite subjects to talk about. That is essential oils. And I have for you probably the most knowledgeable person I have ever met in terms of essential oils. <laughs> so I want to introduce you to Roxanne Fora. She is a BA LMT doTERRA wellness advocate working in complementary, uh, working as a massage therapist, a holistic practitioner, a public speaker, and an instructor for doTERRA essential oils. See, I just said doTERRA when it's doTERRA. And, doTERRA. <laughs> and I'm going okay. yeah, to let Roxanne tell you why that is, because I just actually learned it a couple minutes ago. Of course. Roxanne is a mother of a 15-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter, an avid skier, traveler, reader, and writer. She has been fortunate in this life to piecemeal and create a peaceful, sustainable career in the holistic world, providing tools and educations to those seeking options, methods to improve wellness approaches to life. So welcome, Roxanne. How are you? you? I'm so great today. How are you? I am great. So 
tell us why it is doTERRA and not doTERRA. <laughs> sure. So doTERRA is a Latin word. So do, the beginning, those first two letters mean gift of. Terra means the earth. So gift of the earth. So that is, that is doTERRA. Okay. So tell us how essential oils came into your life or what attracted you to them. Right. So about um, 18 years ago, I became a licensed massage therapist. And in our initial education, in um, beginning therapies, we were introduced to the uh, the properties of some essential oils. And uh, we had an entire class on just how we can influence body systems with our hands, not only doing traditional massage therapy, but how we can step it further by using plant therapies to influence body systems. And all of us, all of us in the class were super turned on, loved the thought, loved the idea. I always was a natural medicine proponent. Um, so this seemed like it would be a great segue into my practice. However, the caveat that was taught to us is unless you know a grower in Europe, or unless you know somebody who distills their own raw materials uh, in America, the essential oil world is extremely filthy. So do, do be very aware because um, most practices for essential oils are unregulated. And when something is unregulated, there is no requirement to indicate what is actually inside of the bottle. So it is a very buyer beware industry. And with that being said, it was also uh, like essential oils were created for financial gain. There was no education behind it. There were not instructors. It is considered fringe medicine. And so all of us was like, we're like, oh, I guess that's not for us. So for years, I continued just to use fractionated coconut oil as my carrier and my hands. And so mm. that was my private practice for years and years. And then I had attended a seminar on therapeutic grade essential oils. And that is what led me to education regarding doTERRA so much so that I began teaching myself. There is such tremendous, uh, power to be had when you tap into plants at their raw material, their, their very base function. Um, and so understanding the study of pharmacognosy, which is the study of how we originate our medication from plants, it really, really became profound in my practice. Mm. So not only am I using my hands to modify pain, alleviate stress and anxiety, uh, assist people in their traumatic experiences. Now I can add another layer of emotionally functional and medicinally functional products that are clean, therapeutic, and regulated. Mm. And that being said, why so much of the products that we're running into these days are you know, they say have, you know, with essential oils, with essential oils, and you look on the label and the very second ingredient is fragrance. Right. Um, so how do, how do we avoid being tricked into thinking things are all natural just because they have, um, you know, information on there that would imply that? I think the first thing to, to do is just assume you are being tricked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, SC Johnson and Wax, <laughs> they're not here to, you know, develop our immune function and support our health. They're here to clean things and sell a product. 
So unless you are digging a little bit deeper, you are always going to be duped. It is not a, it's not a friendly industry. It, while um, many products are posed to look to be supportive of a household, um, to make you feel better, to influence emotions, et cetera, every single thing that says fragrance is just an umbrellaed mask for petroleum. Because every single fragrance that is derived on earth must first be synthetically created. And when mm. something, a fragrance is synthetically created, it's created from um, raw crude because that is petroleum. And our bodies, our livers, not, no, nothing knows what to do with that. And so that sort of chemistry stacks up in our livers is an incredibly toxic. So the word fragrance is a giant umbrella and it's on every label. Unfortunately, uh, you just have to avoid what's really in the grocery stores right. and Target and Walmart. Those, every single one of those products there, including, um, you know, products that are designed with heavy green washing, they are not to our benefit. Right. Yeah. No, I was actually just um, with my daughter yesterday. She's had um, a flare up that's starting to look like it's shingles. And mm. I was just, she's in North Carolina. I'm in Pennsylvania. So I was, you know, I was trying to, I was on Amazon, just trying to get to her, her some, you know, some vitamin E and some shea butter that, you know, here I would know exactly where to go. I know exactly what to right. do. And I was just trying to, you know, get it to her as quickly as possible. And I, you know, we're sitting there both like reading labels, reading labels, just trying to, you know, figure out something that's going to get her through till she can get to, you know, a real health food store. So, yes. It's interesting that you say that. I often think like my children right now, because it's so cold here in Pennsylvania and it's so dry, their little knuckles are beginning to crack open. That's just what happens when you wash your hands all winter long. And so um, the school nurse called and said, so today I just want to let you know that I put some aquaphor on your daughter's knuckles. And I was like, thank you so much for trying to treat her, but I'm going to ask that we don't use petroleum products yes. to do <laughs> anything. I'll yes. go ahead and take care of it at home. And then we'll put little socks on her hands while she sits with, you know, yes. coconut oil and <laughs> yes. some essential oils. I'm, so we are, we are trained as a society yes. to think that some things are for health benefits and other things are not, but, uh, you know, a lot of the products that we use on our bodies and in our homes are really, uh, filthy. Yeah. So how does the average mom who does everything, um, begin <laughs> to convert a household to a non-toxic environment? Because I know as moms, that's what we want for our kids. Right. Because we run the show. We, I mean, we purchase most of the products that come into the household. And uh, as the mother, we are the instructor because we lead by example. So I would say lead by example. Mm. Um, some of the simplest things that you can do is just take inventory of what you're putting on your body. Just start there because it's a lot. What kind of shampoo and conditioner do you use? What kind of uh, face creams, body lotions, makeup, tampons, pads, right. um, uh, do you even use perfumes, body washes, deodorants, because our skin is our largest absorptive organ. And that is something that we influence every single day. Like we can just not light candles and right. we can just not clean with cleaning products, but we tend every day to habitually use the things that support our bodies. So I think that probably the safest and smartest place to start is with yourself and your children, because we 
they don't get in the car and go buy products. Right. We right. do. <laughs> so choosing something that you know uh, is going to be safe for you, not damage your liver, not um, subjugate your purification system, um, all of those things, but knowing what the, the, the culprits are, because oftentimes I will read deodorant because my children are stinky, but I'm trying to find one that is not full of aluminum and other things like fragrance, like parabens, like talc, like all the things that um, can cause damage in one way or another. And it can become a very overwhelming. And so understanding what you are reading on the label. And there's so very many supportive uh, apps or websites for that. Like the environmental working group is an Mm. app you can put on your phone. Think dirty is an app that you can put on your phone and it rates products, household products so that you can see if something is super dirty or really great. And that's a, that's a helpful assistance. Yeah. That's great. And I will link those um, onto the podcast episode webpage so people can go there and they can um, access those directly. Um, No, that's a great resource. Thank you for that. Sure. So how do household toxins affect hormones in ourselves and our kiddos? Yeah, such a great question. Um, This is probably the scariest part because we say the word toxicity, and we don't, we don't pinpoint exactly what we mean by saying toxic load. So I'm going to break it down. When we consume, and I say consume because if things go on our skin, they're going into our circulatory system. You don't have to consume it through your mouth to consume toxic items. And when those things contain fragrance or petroleums, et cetera, which is made from crude oil, those, those things, those plastics, those petroleum products are called hormone interrupters. And this is the way they work. A hormone interrupter made from petroleum, it it binds to an estrogen reception site in our bodies. So our, our bodies, our female bodies and male bodies are completely full of estrogen reception sites. Mm-hmm. Estrogen is something that we need to produce for emotional balance, uh, to experience a period, to release an egg, uh, for neurological function, for bone density. We need, um, you just look up estrogen. Why do we need estrogen? We need it all day long, every day. <laughs> but if you, but if you are, and I will say this too, boys need just as much estrogen because estrogen is required to produce testosterone. Mm. So we all need, um, a functional amount of authentically produced estrogen from in t- inside of our bodies. Petroleum mimics estrogen and it's called a xenoestrogen and a xenoestrogen will bind to those receptor sites. And what will happen then is our body says, Oh, I see that we already have all the estrogen that we need today. We will not be authentically producing anymore. And over time with consistent use of plastics in our diet, like microwaving and Tupperware using Saran wrap, every single product we own comes in a plastic container, water bottles, everything, everything. We are so full of plastics. Every bit of those microscopic items are attaching to our estrogen reception site. And then over time, those reception sites become desensitized. And so we no longer need to produce authentic estrogen. So what happens to us when we're not producing estrogen? Well, first and foremost, we all sort of uh, lose our sexual identity. Mm. Heavy estrogen people tend to be more feminine. 
heavy testosterone people tend to be more masculine. And so there is this melding of neutrality because we are not defining ourselves as feminine to our bodies. Our bodies are not recognizing that in addition to not having consistent periods, having inability to have a proper fertility function, losing brain density, losing bone density, um, emo tremendous emotional imbalances that can begin to look like anxiety, um, neurological function deficits. We need all our neurotransmitters. So when I say neurotransmitter, recognize that every single thing in our body is initiated by a hormone. And uh, all, we have many, 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 many different hormones and many, 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 many different neurotransmitters. But in order to authentically produce a hormone, we need proper fats and no plastics. So we, should, in order to correct these things, I think I'm putting the apple before uh, or the horse before the cart here. Um, in order to begin to correct those things, we need to absolutely reduce plastics and fragrances. And we need then to talk about how to get healthy fats back into our bodies for neurotransmitter creation. You know, it's funny because I, um, I think once this, this podcast episode goes live, I'm going to put it on like full blast speaker in my house. <laughs> so my family, oh, so everybody can hear it. <laughs> so often I feel like I'm just talking into this giant black hole, you know, like they yeah. don't hear me. And, and I'm as the, you know, the person who's doing the purchasing and bringing the products into our home, I feel like I do have that sense of control there because I can, and you know, I do all the cooking. So I know mm -hmm. that things aren't being cooked in plastic. I know that I'm able to handle it in that way. But then when I'm, right. you know, they feel like they're being reprimanded and it's like, it's not that it's about me right. loving you so much. And I right. think there's just this, um, you know, as Americans, we feel like, well, first of all, we feel like all of those issues that you named like anxiety and, and, you know, irregular periods, they're just something that's normal and it's specific right. to you. We don't really see them as something that's being caused by our environment and, you know, create, you know, it's our body responding to to the environment. So yeah, thank you for that. And, and that's what I love. And at the end of this, I just want to tell everybody that um, you do such a great job of sharing those things um, with, you know, your audience and also um, it just each individual essential oil, like what its properties are, how it has physical properties and emotional properties. Um, let's actually just touch on that for um, sure for a second. How you know um, how essential oils um, affect our Work. our emotions? Yeah. So essential oils. Um, if you think about every single plant out there on earth, every single plant contains an essential oil. It is the literal essence of a plant. It's the non-water soluble portion of a plant. So it's not quite a fatty acid and it, it's not slick and greasy like an oil, but it is recognized in our human bodies as lipophilic. So what that means is when we use an essential oil, and I will once again, just caveat, I'm only talking about doTERRA essential oils, and we'll talk about cleanliness in a little bit, but um, that is all that I am referring to. I am not referring to what you find on the shelves at Target or Walgreens yeah. or CVS, because yeah. they are not the same caliber, <laughs> right. and we'll get to that. But essential oils, um, 
come from either steam distillation or cold pressing of a plant. And it's a microscopic volatile aromatic compound that is expressed and then we use on our bodies. But here's how our bodies actually use an essential oil. Aromatically, through our nose, essential oils travel up that tiny, the tiny hairs inside your nose are called cilia. And they allow for the essential oil volatile aromatic compound to travel up to the nose and touch the back of the nose, which is called the cribiform plate. And that, inf that information is transmitted to the amygdala and then distributed through the rest of the brain. That's how we use essential oils um, aromatherapy wise. So you are bringing in an, a, a, this smell that is affecting your limbic brain chemically. The way that we use essential oils physically then through our body. So the, when we use it for aromatherapy, we're looking to influence emotions. And the most important takeaway is when you stay in front of your emotions, your everything that happens to you psychologically in turn yields things physically. So if we can stay ahead of our emotions emotionally well, then they tend to not manifest into physical issues. So aromatherapy works tremendously well by keeping our wellness in check. When using an essential oil um, topically or internally, it transmits through the dermal layers into the fine capillaries and then into the circulatory system. And then that volatile aromatic compound is coursing through our whole body, innervating the cell. And that's why that's the important part in understanding that. Our cell membrane is lipophilic, which means it is a fat compound that can receive other fats. Anything that's water soluble does not innervate the cell body. Anything that's fat can. So when we talk medicinally about essential oils, essential oils are able to um, pass that cell membrane and then get into the cell and activate work and combine itself with the cellular bodies. So some oils bring a lot of oxygen to a cell structure, which is really great for proliferating mitochondria. Some cells are able to function antivirally. And so they work on replication in the DNA inside the cell so that each cell is replicated with appropriate DNA material. And so every time um, we talk about how an essential oil works, just remember that it is the non-water soluble portion of a plant, which makes it fat. Our bodies love fat. <laughs> yeah. We get it. Like we are fat and water. Yeah. So it's very important that our medicines, um, I'll put that in quotes, arrive to us in a fat soluble way. And that is how essential oils work with us so fast. Also hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen. That's exactly what we are. And that's exactly what plants are. So our bodies recognize it with safety, with ease as either food or medicine, right. because we're doing one of the two with plants. We're either eating them or we are utilizing them in another method. And so food or medicine. Yeah. No, that's, um, it's funny. Cause when I was um, right after I graduated college, I moved in with one of my uh, girlfriend who was also a molecular biologist and we were working in the same place and we both got a cold at the same time. And I remember coming home one day and she's like, oh, she's like, she's like these glycosaminoglycans are running out of my face. And she's like, so at least I know that I'm getting rid of fat. <laughs> So that's what I we're... hope that's a joke that everybody gets, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure it is either. Okay. So yes. So walls are made of fat. So the glycosaminoglycans are fat. And yes, that's when you see all that snot, it's like just, you know, yeah, fat. it's working. It's yeah. happening. It's exactly. just fat. And cool. Yeah. That was a great association. 
So, so what are some simple daily ways that we can um, implement essential oils into our life to sure toxins, you know, to move through these, um, you know, just emotional things that, you know, that, that come up. So, so all oils are going to have a physical benefit. They have a a distinct chemistry and distinct compounds. And some of those compounds have cross benefits. So they will influence emotions as well. And I'll give you a perfect example for um, just for wintertime, because colds tend to be more prevalent. Wild orange. Wild orange has compounds for um, cleansing. They're antiseptic. They're also very immune supporting. They are also anti-mucolytic and they also contain linalool and linalool acetate compounds, which are tremendously relaxing. And so while it may be counterintuitive, if you think wild orange, emotional lifting, all citruses, yay, that is true. It does have that property as well. It can be an emotional lifter, but because it's compounds, contains compounds similar to something like lavender, it's also a relaxant. So if you were just going to implement an essential oil into your day, perhaps wild orange is one of the simplest, least expensive and most functional for in any household. And I think um, just getting started with essential oils, using a diffuser is probably the best way to get that into your environment. So a diffuser is a tool that you plug into the wall and it uses ultrasonic vibration to break up water from its um, liquid state to a vapor state. And the ultrasonic vibration is strong enough that it can pull the heavier molecular structure of an essential oil up into the air as well, so that you are actually infusing your air or diffusing, I should say, your air with not only a level of moisture, which is tremendous for respiratory, mm-hmm. but also it's carrying that finer molecular structure of that fat. So you're getting the benefits of killing airborne pathogens supporting emotions, lifting mood, developing immune function, as well as remain, remaining sedated. So that is a great way. I feel like diffusing is probably the simplest way that any household can start using essential oils because a diffuser can go to any room with you. It can go in everybody's bedroom. It can go in the kitchen. And I, I often say that I like to influence the moods of the emotions of the people in my house, for instance, at 4 p.m. when the children arrive off the bus, I know everybody's just a little crusty and cranky and they're mean and they're, they're tired of their day. They've been on the bus. They, they have like whatever emotional baggage they have from the day. They're hangry, you name it. So I'm usually diffusing something in the kitchen that is designed to relax or to bring um, heightened emotions a little bit more balanced. Mm. Uh, that's just my tool. Uh, but then at nighttime, uh, I want everybody to remain well. So I'm using oils in their diffusers at night that are going to kill airborne pathogens, support immune system, maybe maintain breathing passageways because it's so dry right now. Right. And then of course, something to elicit and maintain sleep. Don't get out of your bed and come see me. Stay yeah. where you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. When you begin to have a cursory understanding of just a handful of oils, you can do so much. Like I always tell people, don't start with more than what you need. Maybe start with five or 10 oils and a diffuser. You're going to get into some beautiful patterns, but it's just like any other habit you begin to stack your habits. So if you do something that can influence the wellness and your household emotions, moods, behaviors, bodily functions, that is a, that's a new habit. And you can also recognize that when you are using a diffuser, you are no longer using a Glade plugin. 
a candle, a uh, fragrance spray, all of those things which are slowly killing us. Yes. And that sounds dramatic, but they are. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm 44. So, you know, 44 years, I would be spraying plug, you know, sprays in my house. My liver is probably ready to explode if I don't detox it on the regular. So when you burn candles and when you use those um, products, that's a continuous dose because they almost never turn off. And the the properties that are in those particular products, not only are the fragrance petroleum-based, but the phthalates that are designed to make them stick to you and last longer. Like right. our dryer sheets are designed to stick to our clothes and last longer so that you're just getting more of that fragrance in and on you, in your nose and on your skin constantly. Right. And it's funny. I told we were out for a walk shortly after the first lockdown happened. And Mm -hmm. I told my husband and I was like, my dream is to live in a neighborhood where we go for a walk and I don't have to smell other people's dryer sheets. Because (laughs) like you get out for fresh air and it's like, I feel like all I smell are dryer sheets. (laughs) Yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. Um, We stopped using dryer sheets a long time ago because that is like the worst offender. I mean, how many loads of laundry do you do in a day as a mom? Um, So use a dryer ball or use, I mean, I have, um, I have put just essential oils on dryer balls. I have also just cut up old t-shirts and put them in vinegar and water and essential oils and wring them out and toss them in because vinegar is a great anti-static. So whatever I did not know that. Yeah. That's a great DIY. Yeah. Cause I, I do use the wool dryer balls and um, it's so funny. My husband was so, cause he lives in polyester. Like every single piece of clothing that he buys for himself is a hundred percent polyester. So when I switched to dryer balls, he's like, there's no way they're going to work. And then they did. And he was amazed. And then over time, you know, they stop, you know, you have to refresh them. And, um, so he, he came to me very sweet and, you know, he's like, I think we need new dryer balls now. He said, I really don't want to admit this, but they do work really well. Yes. Um, you know, that's a great uh, segue. I also want to say that sometimes getting the husbands on board because I, my husband grew up in a household where Tide meant clean. Right. If his laundry didn't smell like Tide, he wasn't sure what to do. And I always used fragrance-free everything, mostly because when we started having babies, it was hard for me to want to fragrance them. I just, I know my own nose gets clogged up and I didn't know any better, uh, you know, 20 years ago, but when you know better, you do better. And so getting the husbands on board was pretty tremendous. And now my husband would never buy a fragrance to anything, but it took a little bit of understanding, logical conversation, understanding consequences. And, and how do we choose to live in this house and how do we choose to raise these children? Right. And when, when it becomes a conversation about parenting, it very much lends itself to, yes, of course we should do things as naturally as possible because there are going to be things that we cannot get away from. I cannot change the percentage of benzene in the air that I breathe. Right. I cannot change the amount of chlorine in my tap water. So the things that I am able to control in my household, that's a big deal. Right. And I think so often when we start down this path, we feel like we have to change everything and we have to control everything. And just recognizing that changing little things is makes a big difference. So, yeah, yeah I am. Um, 
it just and I have a wonderful I'm, I'm sorry okay. to interrupt I have a wonderful worksheet about converting um household toxicities to natural doTERRA items so uh, if I can get that to you as a link perhaps that would be beneficial to share with people absolutely absolutely we'll make it available on that web page where um sure. everybody could just you know download it straight from there so thank you no that would be um of course. that would be a wonderful asset to um to have so, um, I guess on, is there anything else that you feel like we missed that people, um, should really know about, um, I think we covered so much. Um, we did, um, the, I, I will say this, um, regarding doTERRA specifically there, this is known as an essential oil company. However, the ethos behind that company is um, don't put a Band-Aid on something that is systemic. So there are quite a few products that are beneficial, as we had talked about, the hormone interruption and how to wipe clean those estrogen sites that have been blocked for so long. There are oils, there are supplements. There are things that you can do. And if you don't, if you're not aware that they exist, you're not aware that they exist, but there are products that uh, are called phytoestrogens that are very supportive of removing those xenoestrogens so that you have an authentic empty reception site. So it can bind authentically. So if that, if you're thinking, gosh, well, I have all this stuff inside of me, how do I get rid of it? Well, there are answers. And I encourage people to reach out to me and we can do independent counsel. That is a part of my job. Um, also understanding that it sounds overwhelming and it sounds frightening. And sometimes we get paralyzed and go, I don't know what to do. I, you know what, I'm not going to do anything. And I encourage you to really consider just one thing. Like, yeah. could you just clean up your laundry room? And I don't mean clean up your laundry room. I mean, could you shift some products so that you were just doing one small bit at a time? And then after you feel established, say, you know what, I think I'm going to open up my medicine cabinet and just take a little look here. Is there anything that I could replace that does have um, you know, toxic ingredients or undesirable side effects or unnecessary inactive inert ingredients that are so not necessary for me. Could I take a look there? And then, you know, how about you open up your, your cleaning cupboard and be like, could I just use some Norwex rags? Could I just <laughs> use two essential oils to mop my floor and get everything a hundred percent clean? Remembering that clean does not have a smell. Oh, that's so, my life. You know, <laughs> is it? <laughs> So, I mean, luckily essential oils do smell desirable, but clean doesn't necessarily have to have a smell. And so I'm such a, a, a proponent of just using Norwex clots. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Yes. I, I, yeah. Just using water. So there's so many ways. Don't become overwhelmed. Just ask questions, just ask questions and use me as a resource. Use Lynn as a resource. We greenwashing is our thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's so funny. We were on an Alaskan cruise a couple years ago and we docked at this one place. We were the only cruise ship there. My husband's a big cruiser. And, um, cool. we, it, it was just a tiny little like, private Island with nothing. Like it had been an old salmon fishery and it like the air felt so good. And it just smelled so good. It felt like you were being refreshed. And it was so funny. My husband was in shock. Like he's, he I probably said it 25 times. He's like, Oh, it just smells so good. It feels so good here. He had to go back to the cruise ship, put it on his running clothes just so he could run in that air. And it was a beautiful day, which helped, but, yeah. um, it, and that was when, um, 
it hit me that, yeah, clean doesn't have a smell. Like, right. like this is what clean air is. And there's clean no- has an influence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then that's when I realized, like, that's why I love being in the forest because the right. air is just being cleansed, you know, around us naturally. So, so yeah. So how can we get in touch with you for a one-on-one consultation? Great. Yes. So my name is Roxanne Fora and I am on the standard socials. So Instagram and Facebook as just Roxanne, R-O-X-A-N-N-E Fora, F-O-U-R-A. You are absolutely welcome to DM me. Also, I will provide my phone number and email. And then Lynn, if you would provide that to Mm -hmm. anybody who needs it. Um, I do private consultations throughout the week and just a lot of question and answer, even if you don't have a very specific question, but you, this is something that you has piqued your interest. And now you would like to know a little bit more about derivation of essential oils. Where do they come from? Why do the raw materials matter? Tell me a little bit more about the testing to ensure therapeutic grade. How, uh, how is that provided? How are, how is that documentation provided? Where is it provided? Uh, Because uh, that is the important part of understanding doTERRA that it is not considered a competitor to any other essential oil on the market because of third-party testing evaluations that are published so that lay people and medical community are welcome to evaluate and recognize that we're all using the same thing that is now established as pharmaceutical grade, which is pretty tremendous when the medical community begins to recognize an essential oil as a therapeutic approach to medicine rather than maybe a hobby or uh, a preference. So we can take essential oils- yeah, that, that, you know, just we woo-woo people happen to like. Right, you know? and, that's, right. and that's what I loved about you from the very, very beginning, because, you know, as a scientist who's always loved essential oils, I didn't actually have the words to support it with my family. like Or yes. the resources and testing. Yes. Because and- it wasn't available until a decade ago. Right. So, yeah. So thank you. So yes, all of that information will be on the website, um, the website link page. Um, and, um, that is in her eyes, podcast forward in her eyes, podcast.com forward slash episode 28. So episode 28, um, is where, um, you'll find all of these good things. So Thank you so much, Roxanne, for being here. This was such a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for bringing all this good information to the people. Because once again, like when you know better, you do better. So now, you know, you you can't do what you, you don't know. So thank you so much for doing the work that you do. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in, friend. If you want any of these access to any of the things we talked about, head over to inhereyespodcast.com forward slash episode 28. All of the links are there. And if there's anything else that you have questions about or that we talked about that you would like more information, please reach out to Roxanne or I. If it's an essential oil-based question, reach out to Roxanne. She knows way more than I do. Um, But we'd love to get you in the habit of 
detoxifying and just boosting the emotional balance of you and the people in your house. So take care and have a wonderful week, my friends. Thank you for joining me here today on the In Her Eyes podcast. If you heard something today that resonated or helped you move forward on your design vision, please head over to the platform you get your podcasts and subscribe. And it would mean the world to me for you to leave me a rating and review. The complete instructions for doing that are on the In Her Eyes podcast website. That's inhereyespodcast.com forward slash review. And while you're there, be sure to grab my bedroom project planning workbook. It's the step-by-step guide to designing a room on any budget that truly supports your needs, your style, your habits, and you or your daughter will love coming home to, whether you're seven or 77. And it's my gift to you for tuning in. And if you have an idea for a podcast episode, something that you're struggling with, or something that you'd like to hear more about, please fill out the form on the bottom of that page. I personally read every single submission. If it's something that I feel confidently that I can speak to and help you with, I'll absolutely create something that will help you out. And if it's something that I feel like someone else can guide you better, I will guide you to that person, I promise. Have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next week.